0: listening to New Layer, a design podcast with Tanner Christensen and Jasmine Friedel.
1: Today, we're going to talk about how to have a great one-on-one.
0: Great one-on-one. Okay. So,
1: this is interesting because as I'm reflecting on this subject,
0: I don't think I've ever had... You've never had a good one-on-one? <laughs> no.
1: I've, uh, it wasn't until I came out to California and joined Facebook that I had... One on ones. In all of my previous mm. roles, I never had a one on one. Like I would have meetings. I would have I would have an occasional sit down with my manager, which is technically a one on one, but I never had this this idea of like a recurring session or meeting for you to check in for me to check in yeah. with my manager or peers.
0: That's interesting. I, I definitely when I started out in UX had one-on-ones or or check-ins with managers or manager meetings but I didn't really know what they were and I know in non-design world like that would have been a foreign concept like if you were if you were to have a meeting with your manager it was either bad or probably like a performance review or something like that and so maybe maybe the one-on-ones were like twice a year or something
1: yeah it's like if you're having a one-on-one, you're either going to be fired or congrats. Here's like the annual review. See you again in a year.
0: Yeah. And it's still, it's still sometimes when you have, I can, I can tell sometimes when I have one-on-ones with people, they're just like, uh, what is this about? And you're like, nothing. Like, I'm just I'm here to check in. Um, especially if it's somebody that I don't have a regular standing one-on-one with. Um, so I guess the question we're, we're trying to, to figure out is how do you, how do you set up for a good one-on-one with your manager with peers, maybe? Yes, well, I definitely. don't know. Um, with cross-functional folks? So let's establish,
1: first and foremost,
0: what is a
1: one-on-one? So it should be, hopefully, a little self-explanatory. A one-on-one is any meeting that's one-on-one. There's two people involved, usually. And typically, this is people with some working relationship. You're working on a project. You're working, you're,
0: uh, you You're report to this person, or they report to you. Um. So some long-standing relationship or intent to have a continuous relationship where you set up regular time to communicate. And so I guess we're probably not here talking about just meetings where you have an objective and you're going to go into that once and then you're never going to repeat it. Correct.
1: Yeah. So I think that's fairly self-explanatory. I do think there are nuances here and this is what we can start getting into around, well, what makes for a good one-on-one? When should you actually schedule this? if you should have one with certain people, things like that. So I'll tell you a little bit about me and my my personal perspective here. I think that today, especially for product designers, the vast majority of real work we do is never in front of the computer. And what I mean by that is so much of what we do today as designers involves like using standard conventions, using a design system, reusing some existing component, trying to figure out what the problem you're solving is, putting the pieces together in a, in a way that makes sense, is intuitive and accomplishes a goal. And so the real work I think we do today is not actually sitting in front of the canvas and moving things around or designing like these elements. I think the vast majority of work we really struggle to do today happens outside of the computer, away from the computer, identifying, well, what is the problem we're solving? How are we solving it? How does it relate back to the business? is this the right kind of thing we should be prioritizing right now? How do we like research this and validate this or evaluate the, the, the work we're doing?
0: And even beyond that, it's things like how do we work together? Yes. Um, How do I understand what's important to you? How do um, you understand what's important to me? How do we make sure we're making progress? How do we deal with things when things go wrong or when we have disagreements? Um, and so a lot of the, the stuff you're talking about is the product stuff that we have to get through continually on a day-to-day basis. And then there's this other piece of, we're actually working with people. We're working in an interpersonal environment and we have to build relationships and communication tools to be able to partner well.
1: Exactly. So, you know, you're a designer and you're coming up with these great ideas. It's not going to matter if you hand off these great ideas to an engineer who you've never talked to in your life before, right? Who has no idea how you came up with these designs or whether or not they follow the convention or the technical constraints. Yeah. Similarly, like, uh, where would this quote come from? I can't remember this, but um, the, the quote was essentially, you don't want to meet your neighbors for the first time when your house is burning down. Like you always want to have that relationship with these people you're working with. So when things do go wrong or when there are challenges and things, you have that relationship. You have an understanding. You are aligned on what you should do next and how you go about it together.
0: So when you were kicking off with a new team or just getting started out, who are the people that you have had or would recommend having regular one-on-ones with?
1: Yeah, so we talked about this in our episode on joining a new team. Oh, we did, didn't we? I think that... feels it, like forever ago. It was forever ago. And it's worth reiterating. I think for a new team, the reality is you want to meet with everyone. Like, uh, you need to get that face-to-face time. You need to have some one-on-one time where you can just kind of casually talk about the history of the company, your history as a designer, your interests, how you work together, etc., etc., etc. I think where things get maybe more interesting or complex is the evolved relationship or the, rather than looking at a time period, like you're new to a team or you've been on the team forever or someone else is joining the team. What's more interesting is how do you have a good meeting with the different functions or the different relationships you have? So for example, one of the core one-on-ones you need to have in your careers with your manager, There yep. should be an ongoing yep, thing. 100%. In my opinion, weekly is nice. Maybe every other week. I know some people do it monthly. It really depends on the size of the team and uh, where your efforts are spent and your level and all these kind of things. But mm-hmm. my personal preference is having that weekly is just a great thing to build a relationship with your manager.
0: And and so the purpose of then serves for what would you say? Why, why should people have regular weekly one-on-ones with their managers? Yeah, so
1: specifically for the manager, I think for two primary reasons. Let me be clear before I get into these two reasons that I don't think any good one-on-one meeting will ever be a status update. If you are like trying to provide updates on, here's what I'm focused on, or here's my, what I'm doing this week, you can provide those in many other means. You can be text updates in Slack or in a document. You can have a, a working document, things like that. Team updates can be those kind of status updates. One-on-ones should never just be, here's what I'm working on, see you later, mm-hmm. right? So instead, I think the check-ins with your, your manager should really be twofold. One is just to build that relationship, to build that rapport. Talk about what struggles are you having? Uh, what struggles are, is your manager having that you might be able to help with? What are they focused on at that time? What are you focused on? Again, not a checklist of, of status or anything like that, but you know, really, what are you focusing on? Getting that insight
0: that into uh, priorities and things that are on your mind. We call it top of mind a lot where we, we go down a lot of one-on-ones, whether it's um, manager to employee or peer-to-peer, we'll say, Hey, what's top of mind just to say like, Hey, what are you struggling? Like, what, what are we, what are you thinking about? What's keeping you up at night? Yeah. I love yeah. that one. That question, by the way, is what are you, what's keeping you up at night? Like yeah. really Gosh. what's, what's focused? Don't want to like know about focus. that these days. Yeah. yeah. I also think, you know, when you're looking at a manager too, like they're, they're the person who's most invested in your career. Exactly. My second point. Yeah. Go I, ahead.
1: I was just going to say like, uh, the second thing really is like, exactly that. They are, they're not responsible for your career, but they really can unlock a lot for you. And they're, they're there to kind of help guide and coach and mentor you and help you connect the dots that maybe you aren't seeing or, uh, open opportunities for you. So that's
0: another great thing to have with your manager specifically. Yeah. And I shouldn't have said they're the ones most invested in your career. Cause you actually should be the one most Hopefully. invested in their career and they're, they should be a great support along the way. But I think they're also somebody that you should be able to go to, um, with problems, not just like, Hey, I'm having a hard time, you know, getting my PM to see my point of view, but, but often like I'm struggling with like how to approach this systems diagram. I don't know how, or I don't really understand why our product works in the way that it does. Um, so using your manager as someone that you can learn from and coming, most one on ones will come, will go best if you come with something, um, prepared ready and, and not rely on the person who's in a way serving you. Um, to guide you, there's a proactivity that's really valuable, particularly in manager 101s. Hmm. I'm not, so I don't. Let's come back to that. Let's. Yeah. Okay, all right. yeah let's go through the uh, I mean the, personas, I, the functions yeah yeah the, the kinds of people that you would have regular because yeah. I think relationships is going to be a theme yeah. but I'm also curious like how you manage those different relationships across different levels and different functions yeah absolutely so that that's
1: the manager and I just kind of want to underline the last thing you said there which is you can also come to them you should expect to come to them in your one-on-ones with problems you're working on try to get an additional lens or perspective on what you're kind of struggling with and you should really be open to doing that. So that's with managers. Then there's a few other roles that are kind of at that level, and this really will vary depending on your team structure, your organizational structure, your position, things like that. But some other roles on that same level that you might want to have regular one-on-ones are your manager's peers. So usually this mm. is like, uh, you know, head hmm. of head of product or head of engineering or uh, some a senior engineer or a senior
0: yeah person. engineering manager a PM. So it depends on, on on how your how your team is structured and if you're in an embedded model or not. Exactly.
1: And I don't think these ones need to be weekly at all. Uh, these are just more of like check-ins to, again, kind of understand what are they focused on? What are their worries? Are the things that you're hearing from your manager aligned with kind of the, some of the things that you're hearing from his peers as well? Uh, I would actually say these should be less regular cadence than most other sessions. But it, again, it's good to build that relationship and kind of get their their top of mind thoughts and things like that.
0: Yeah. And I like, when I think of my, my role, I will have, um, skip levels, which is, you know, you skip a level of your manager with basically, you know, my manager's manager. And you'll have those typically like once every two months or once every three months, I tend to not have one-on-ones with my boss's peers, um, just because they have orgs to run. And usually what I'll get from them at, at, you know, my director level is in the form of leadership meetings or, you know, our local orgs, executive sinks or things like that. Um, so that might not be something you'll be able to prioritize, but the, the intent of that is really usually to, um, get any clarity on any like broader communications or any, you know, product or, um, engineering org initiatives that you might not understand. Um, and so sometimes those things can be helpful. Sometimes you can get those from your direct peers too, particularly if you're working in a triad where you're a designer who's working like with an engineering uh, manager and a PM. Um, and so that would be the next level I'd say is really, really valuable is making sure that the people that you're working with regularly, the, the partner functions that you're working with every day, having a point person that you're really connected to and are partnering with.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So that would that's what I would say it would be the next group, is your, your immediate peers. And usually we define this as the triad. So you are you know, usually re- representing the product design side of things, the user-centered side of things for a project or initiative. You should have an engineering counterpart that is one-to-one working with you, and then a product counterpart who is also working with you. There's a lot I've of- I t- just
0: learned Shopify calls this the trifecta, Ooh. which I kind of like.
1: I'm actually, so this is a little bit tangential, in my own role right now at GEM, I'm evolving this a little bit further to explicitly include customer success in that mm, triad. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about that in the future. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and sometimes like when we think of um, content designers might play a role on that that uh, sort of like mini leadership team. Sometimes I'll call them a, a lowercase L leads team. Um, research also could be in there. Data science is another role. So it's not necessarily a party of three. It could be a party of two or of six or something like that. But who are the key... Who are the key invested folks that tend to be the leads of their disciplines? And frankly, it might not be you. Like you might be working with a lead designer who plays that role. um, And you might be working more with, you know, engineers directly on the team. So you have to kind of define what we'll see how your organization is defined and choose the people that are sort of, you know, perpendicular to you and then parallel to you and then upwards of you and then maybe downwards of you as well. Yeah, it's a good call out.
1: So if you're in part of that kind of de- decision-making group, that, that trifecta, the triad, whatever you want to call it, then I, I think that you should have those check-ins, those one-on-ones uh, weekly as well. And the reason for that is that, uh, again, you're, you're really in the weeds there. You're doing the, much of the work. And like I was saying at the beginning here, a lot of the work we're doing today is primarily those relationships. It's building out those ideas, thinking about the processes. Is this the right problem? Goal setting, all those kind of things. And those will primarily happen... With those key stakeholders that you're working really, really closely with, more often than not. So having those regularly, weekly, usually half an hour, usually I think is enough. Maybe an hour if you really need it. Uh, those are those are the times where you'll be spending uh, a lot of your effort on just aligning, making sure you're you're marching in the same direction. You're doing you're thinking about things the same way. You're having those healthy debates and discussions, things like that. But then there is this this larger perspective, which you mentioned a second ago, Jasmine, which is like the other engineers you're working with or the other product stakeholders or researchers and et cetera. And those, I think, are also important to have one-on-ones, but on a much, a uh, little bit more scattered uh, cadence, I think.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, when, when now that we started to list all these people... Um, what you'll probably realize is there's a lot of people and if you start to have a half an hour one-on-one with them each week you'll all of a sudden go where's my design time I don't have any heads down design time and you know that's a problem that I face and that you and you you face too I'm sure because as we get further and further into leadership your job does become more meetings and more one-on-ones but what you really need to do is optimize them so that you know firstly you've built the partnership so that you can work effectively together and secondly, you can use them to work through problems, and it's not, um, you know, it's not just time out of your day to like socialize. These one-on-ones are actually in- intentional towards some sort of an objective, and I think that's what I was getting at with the manager pieces. You know, every time you go into a one-on-one, it's really up to you how useful you make that, depending on, you know, saying, hey, what is this one-on-one about? What do we have to cover? And a lot of times when you join a new team, like the first one might just be like, tell me about you. You know, tell me about your background. The second one might be, hey, like, let's talk about, you know, you're an engineer. Let's talk about how you've partnered with design. What's gone well? What's been a struggle in the past? How are we going to work through this? And the third might be like, hey, let's get into the product or the problem we're trying to solve. And let me see it from your point of view. Let's see it through my point of view. But the minute you stop to have object, you stop having objectives and stop having intention behind those one-on-ones, that's when they tend to become, excuse me, less valuable as a, um, as a mover towards product progress.
1: Yeah, I I would agree with that. But at the same time, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) Um, so actually first, before I say this, I really want to double, double underline what you said again, because like, I, I think it's completely true. You're not gonna have regular one-on-ones with every single person on your team. Uh, you should have regular check-ins with them, but the cadence is gonna vary a lot. For things like your immediate stakeholders, again, weekly is nice. For your manager, weekly in my mind makes sense. After that, for other people you're working with, other engineers, other designers even, space it out. You're gonna to wanna to space it out for sure. Uh, for me personally, like I make sure to check in with everyone at least like two to three months. Uh, that's, yeah. And that's
0: a, that's a nice cadence. Like for people who you think you're never going to have to meet, like it is nice just to have them every two months, every three months, every four months, just so you have them come back around, even if it is just to maintain the relationship. Um, and and instead of um, doing them, Oh, well we'll schedule one when we need them. And then all of a sudden something, you know, shit hits the fan and, and all of a sudden you need to talk and you haven't spent the time nurturing or, or learning about each other and continue to be connected. Um, so a lot of this is figuring out what cadence is right for you and what cadence is right for that other person. And that's why
1: I like to say, even if there is no agenda, even if we're not really sure what we're going to talk about in this session, we need to have this session. Let's put it on the books. Let's have it in the calendar. The reason, uh, is just to expand, expand there a little bit is because again, you need to build those relationships. You need to build that rapport and more than anything, you need to build trust with one another. And if some of your sessions are just like 15 minutes, you know, maybe you've scheduled 30 and you don't actually have anything to talk about. Don't waste each other's time, but certainly check in briefly and say, you know, what's top of mind for you? How are you doing? How are we doing in our our working relationship? Anything, anything you want to talk about? No. Okay, great. It was great seeing you. I'll see you again in two months.
0: Right. I think you and I might have a, a, differing perspective on whether that feels valuable or not. I guess what I'd ask you is like, at what point have you built the trust and have you built relationship? And do you say like, let's change the cadence or let's start having an agenda?
1: Yeah. It depends on the the role and your relationship with that, that individual specifically for things like your, your manager, let's use that for an example. And then we'll take it to the other extreme of people you just like work with occasionally on various projects for your manager. Not having an agenda is, I think it can be problematic in that, like again, they're, they're a uh, utility, they're a resource that you can really leverage and you should be trying to take full advantage of, and they should really feel confident and comfortable working with you. I think that after you know a few months, you're going to end up in a place where you know maybe you're having a rough week or their head is somewhere else and they're not really sure what to talk about. It's still really important to check in with them on this regular cadence just to say, I am still feeling confident. I am still feeling comfortable with this working relationship. Uh, or, you know, I don't have anything to talk about today and maybe you can dive into that. Well, is it because you've got too much going on? Do we need to take some off your plate? Et cetera, et cetera. But more than anything, I think it's building that relationship. Like you really need to be in regular syncs with these people.
0: I don't feel like managers are the ones to skip because they need to be deeply connected to you, whether it's because they need, they need to help you become a better designer or because, you know, they're going to monitor your performance and they need to, they need to have insight into um, your work and how you're doing, um, and some parts of your life too. Um, as a as a manager, it is really sometimes frustrating when when folks come and don't have anything for me, just because I I have you know I always have a lot going on, and I deeply care about each of my reports. But they get um, particularly with the IC designers that I um, have in my org, they get to see me three you know once every three weeks. And so if they, don't, if they don't use that time well and we're just going to sit there, like, frankly, that's not a good use of our time. You know, I could be off doing better things and they could also be using that time. And so what we do is we have a shared agenda. It's a shared Google Doc that either of us can put meeting uh, agenda items into and that will create a list together. And I think one of the things that we've done to sort of take the pressure off of, oh, shit, I don't have anything to talk about is saying um, – you know let's take 2 minutes at the beginning of the meeting and like just think for a minute and see what's top of mind for us or we have a list of standing topics that we can go over or we have um you know this whole idea of like let's just go over what's top of mind for us um for one of for my manager he and i actually just have like a 5 minute vent at the very beginning of the meeting and, you know, we just kind of like, go, oh, oh my gosh, what's going on in the world right now. But the whole point is like, you don't have to come prepared with things, but there are things that you should talk about. And if you don't take some sort of tool or list or something into that meeting and you just kind of sit there and hem and haw, that's when it becomes not as useful.
1: Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I definitely see what you're saying. Um, I, I, for me personally, I'm a little bit of a different Leader, I think in that I'm 100% okay if people I'm working with directly come to me and just say like, there's no agenda. Let's just like shoot the shit. Like, let's just be, that's, friends, that is that is an out. agenda
0: though. Like if you need, if you need to just like have a personal conversation and I've done that a thousand times, it's way different than just sitting there and being like, well, I don't have anything. And yeah. that's different. And I think yeah. you have to be very conscious of whose time is it you're using? Like you would never go to your CEO book a half hour meeting and then be like, "Oh, I don't really have anything. Um, so making sure that you have purpose, I think that's really important. And just to be honest, like it's it is sometimes missed opportunities if you don't come prepared with questions. If you're meeting with, let's say, you know, I'm your boss, I'm the director of design, and you decide to meet with the Director of engineering and have a regular one on one and you don't come to the table with something valuable, like you are wasting their time. Perhaps. No, seriously, you are, because imagine you times 12 or you times 200, like come with intention. Most of what we do is with intention.
1: So I agree that you should never go to a one on one and like book it and then it shows up the week later and you just kind of like call in, you didn't even, you just realized it was on your calendar or something. You call in or you show up in the room and you're just like, Hey, let's, how's it going? I saw this on our calendar. That's like,
0: it happens all the time though. That's that what I'm ridiculous. telling
1: you. I think it's okay to show up in those and say, Hey, I just saw this on my calendar. Here's what's top of mind for me. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Or, well, that's or, a top of mind tool. Or, you know, here's what's going on in my personal life. I'd love to hear what's going on in yours. Like building that relationship is what I'm trying to say uh, is the, like, it should not be the intention of any of these, these one-on-ones. Like again, for each of these people you're working with, the end objective of these one-on-ones should be to say, how are we working together? How can we work better together? Are we aligned? Those kind of things. But it's also a great opportunity to build those relationships, build that trust as human beings.
0: I agree, I agree with that fundamentally. I think it's much different when you're doing that with a peer versus if you're taking time of somebody two levels above you. Um, if you come in to somebody two levels above you and you waste their time. Like you have to remember that they, they are viewing you and they want to help you learn. But if you come in with again, like top of mind is a totally realistic thing. Like that's something where you'll both learn. But if you come in with nothing, it's like going to an interview and say, you know, Hey, I want to learn about the company and you'll want to learn about me. And then they ask you, Oh, what questions do you have for me? And you're like, nothing like there has, like it's investment. One-on-ones are an opportunity for you to show your investment in the other person, in their knowledge. It's not just about, um, it's not just about them learning from you. It's about you learning from them.
1: And that's exactly what I'm saying. Like bare minimum, if you have these meetings, you should have the very clear intention of either, how are you going to utilize this time, how are you going to provide value for the other person. Or how are you going to use this time to better that relationship and build that trust and rapport between each other?
0: Yep. Yeah. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Don't, don't book a one-on-one just because you heard on a podcast that having weekly one-on-ones with someone is important. Like don't do that. Yeah. They're only important as long as you go with some very clear intention. Yeah. Bare minimum, that intention should be to build that relationship. If you aren't sure about it, or maybe one week you just don't feel like it. Maybe you're lacking energy. It's okay to, yeah, slip. it's okay to cancel it. Totally. To your point, it it is a waste of money and time. There's a lot of things we could be doing. Maybe other people we could be meeting.
0: And I guess my point is like, you might not see those. I get, I get a lot of requests for one-on-ones from people inside my company, from people outside my company. And when you look at it as a one-off, you're like, man, it's just 30 minutes of her time. Like it's not that big of a deal, but when you take it into the, um, the cumulativeness of the fact that I have people from work wanting to hang out and hang out, just hang out, And I love the people I work with and I would love to do that, but there's always a trade off. You know, if I'm going to spend, sometimes I, I, I have my EA color code, my calendar and she started doing a bright green, um, for any meetings that are out of work and I'll look at it and I'll be like, why do I have five meetings or that feel like more personal in nature? Why do I have five meetings? That's two and a half hours, you know, out of X amount of hours that I'm already spending, you know, six hours on other one-on-ones, like, how does that, how do I justify that? And so the way that I justify that is the people who meet with me help me justify that we help determine, um, together, or that person tells me how I'm going to bring value to them. And that really helps me prioritize. So let's,
1: this is a great segue. I think I'll start with just a few examples or an example or two where pretty much I, I want to say, yeah, the last, Four or five jobs I've had, so as a product designer, I have had a lot of people schedule one-on-ones in my calendar, recurring, probably every quarter, once a quarter or something, where I don't know this person. We have not worked together. We're not on the same <laughs> organizational structure. Have you not had this? No. Okay. So they schedule a meeting and- You sure wasn't with Chris
0: Tanner, not Tanner Christensen? Shout out to Chris Tanner, my man. He's, hey. still on
1: Facebook? <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I just remember- yeah, so those listening, Chris Tanner is a remarkable product designer. We worked together at Facebook, and I think he got a lot of the packages that I ordered uh, <laughs> at the office. Anyway, no, it was not with him. Um, these were just like, I, I can't remember. There's a lot of different use cases, or not use cases, a lot of different individuals, and they would schedule a time, and you know, I'm usually so naive that I'm like, yeah, I can take 30 minutes yeah. to to do this, and we'll get together, and one of two things happens. The first one, which is the worst thing ever, is they say like, it's great to meet you what's up
0: and you're like uh this guy
1: anyway <laughs> but this goes back to what you were saying like it's such a waste of time and yeah. you know these aren't people who are above me or below me that we're, we're peers we don't work together necessarily but they just want to hang out and kind of like see what's top of mind for me and that's great i love socializing yeah. with my peers there's a lot of other channels to do that let's go use those after work yeah social events let's grab
0: lunch together slack slack exactly follow me on facebook don't don't do that yeah yeah well and, and um one of the one of our eas in dublin she always it's just a habit that she asks when you ask for a meeting for her executive she'll say what is this for and i think that's really useful anytime you're sending somebody an invite is just to say like invites have this subject line and they have a description for a reason To say, I'd like to learn more about X from you. Another good habit is just to like Slack or message them beforehand and say, hey, do you have time to meet with me? And that way, if somebody's really busy or has a project, and this goes for peers and it goes for people above you too, they can say, listen, I'm really slammed this week. Um, Or, you know, hey, I'm actually not the right person to answer this for you. I can direct you to this person. So a little bit of communication in advance really helps make sure that you get what you need, and you're um, making sure that it fits into the other person's schedule and abilities.
1: Exactly, and that goes into the second use case I was going to say, where the other the other kind of uh, individuals is they, they sit down with me, and again, I'm a little I was
0: naive and just like willing to take any conversation at that point. Like it's career. exciting when people want to hang out with you and have meetings with you when you're just starting off too.
1: Yeah, but then you'd sit down and they'd say thanks for taking some time to chat with me. I know you've got a lot going on. So-and-so said that you'd be a great person to talk with about XYZ. Mm. And I swear, I want to say this is pretty much 100% of the time, I have to tell them, actually, no. I'm not the
0: person. Here's another
1: person that you might want to talk to, but let me reach out to them first and see if it's true and like connect you. Right. Uh, So you
0: stop the chain of just... Right. Yeah.
1: So this goes back to, I think... Another healthy thing that can make your one-on-ones really good, which is communication in advance. Even with these recurring one-on-ones with your manager or whatever, it's more than okay to do a, sl- uh, a quick Slack message and say, we've got our one-on-one in half an hour. I'm not expecting you to see this message. Here's what I'm thinking about covering. Or like you said a second ago, using like your, your regular agenda document to like put bullet points or discussion topics. And it's okay. Again, this is my opinion. It's okay if that discussion is just like casual catch up. Casual checking in. Yeah. You want to see what's going on in your life, what's what's keeping you up at night. That's okay. But I think, it's it's that intentionality and communicating it beforehand is totally okay. I want to say here real quickly, too, that for people who you don't report to or they don't report to you, when you have those one-on-ones, especially when you're starting them out, please be very clear in why you're setting them up. Mm-hmm. Communicate it just outright. Be very straightforward. Hey, we work together. I want to use this recurring time to make sure we're on the same
0: page to make sure we're building trust and relationships, et cetera, et cetera, et et cetera. Yep. Totally agree. I think the manager piece is an interesting one because I've heard a lot of folks who are, you know, just feel like they have bad managers or aren't getting what they need from their managers and get really frustrated because they believe their manager plays a very specific kind of role and their manager isn't fitting into that role that they've defined. Um, And a lot of having a good relationship with your manager is actually having an agreement on how you'll work together, um, really understanding your manager's role and what they see their, that role as. And you, you actually have to have in multiple one-on-one conversations, those specific conversations, what are your expectations for me? How should we communicate? Oh, here's how I communicate best. Here's one-on-ones who have worked well, that have worked well for me in the past. Here's the kind that haven't. Do you think we could work together and make sure that we have a good relationship? And if you just kind of sit back and expect your manager to miraculously come to you with the perfect kind of one, one-on-one for you, you, you're lucky if that happens. And it might happen because your manager is very in tune with you and, and listens and understands what you need. Um, I personally have different one-on-ones with each of my reports because I, I know who they are. I've learned that one will need a little bit of event to start off with, and then we'll probably have time for maybe one or two topics. Um, one will come to me with, she's very proactive and she'll come to me with a checklist. And so we'll go through that. One will tell me every time that there's nothing to talk about. And so I need to pull that out of him. Um, but I, I am a very perceptive manager and I've had a lot of reports and I've listened over time and I know how to modify. Um, I think I'm a pretty good manager. Um, I've worked really hard at it. Some folks just w- will have one sort of standard method of one-on-ones and that might not fit you. And that's okay. Like that's okay. You just have to talk about it and you have to figure out how to make that relationship work.
1: I love that. I'm so glad you said that. That's This is something I wanted to mention when we were first start ta- started talking about the manager one-on-ones. The expectations for a manager is like, I think it's a, such a—it's almost convoluted how so many people think about this, and I think this is why coming to Silicon Valley, starting to have these regular one-on-ones with my manager, really changed my perception of what a manager is and how to work with them. It's so critical to build that relationship and to be open and honest and communicate with your manager and expect the same from them to to a a good degree. So, as one example, recently, you know, I've been in my role now I think for about three months. I've my first my first two weeks, I think I had a daily one-on-one with my manager just because we were onboarding remotely. Uh, then we moved it to, I think three times a week. Now we're at two times a week. We're going to move to one time a week. Mm -hmm. But in my most recent check-in with him, I said, you know, here's, here's really the only thing I want to talk about. How are we doing with these one-on-ones? Am I giving you the right information that you need? And we just kind of had a casual, uh, conversation around what are our expectations for these one-on-ones we started off our relationship by talking about that and i brought it back in yeah. And so i think that's an important thing to do is say like you said uh what are the expectations for each other and how we work together and for this time what's the value and yeah and setting the stage
0: and what's changed i mean with your relationships with your manager with your relationships with your pm and your team as you ship stuff or as you get your performance reviews or or whatever the thing is like you should be developing and growing in your role as a designer and your manager should be developing and growing as their role as a manager and your partners and em and pm will be you know developing in their in their roles in engine and product and so you'll continually be growing together. And I think that's the thing, like when you think about just general relationships, like you and I in a marriage, like we're continually growing individuals as individuals, but we have to keep checking back in and saying, okay, what does that mean for us? Where are we at? And you're doing the same thing. And so a lot of that actually like relates to just general relationship characteristics where you have to check in. You have to make sure you're on the same change. You have to check in for new struggles. You have to check in and make sure you're communicating well. you have to check in and make sure you're not holding anything against each other or misinterpreting things, um, or checking in to see if goals have changed. And so a lot of that, like all of this stuff is really good. Like they're really good topic areas that you can bring in. Um, but sort of letting it go and just assuming, things are fine. Like just in my personal history, when I've taken one-on-ones and made them with my managers and made them really lightweight and, and just started to assume that they could no longer offer something to me and they become very static and dry. That's when those relationships tend to fall apart.
1: Yeah. You, you made me think a little bit something about something here around just talking. Like it's such a core part of, work we do today you know you're not working on an island you're not working alone any work that gets done today happens as a result of a team always and whether you're having friction with a team member or your manager or you have some argument about how to how to go about something or whether or not you're doing the right thing if maybe you don't feel heard like the the real way to resolve all of these issues is to talk about it. Yep. And one-on-ones are one of the best places to do that, especially if they're a regular cadence and you have it established that these are the things we talk about in these one-on-ones. Sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. It's okay to go and say, hey, I I just want to dive right in. I'm really frustrated about this thing. It's uncomfortable to talk about. I hope you'll hear me out and I'm really looking forward to talking about it. Here's the situation. That's fantastic. With that said, you also don't need to wait to have a one-on-one, like if yeah. you already have in the books, to talk about something. If there's an issue, if there's a disagreement. If there's some of that uncomfortable feelings, go ahead and schedule early and just say, "Hey, this is." Or just say, an early "Can we
0: moment. talk?" Like you don't don't get into if you have troubles going on, you don't get back and forth, or don't get into the back and forth over Slack yeah. or the email or wait. Just say like, "Hey, can we talk? Can we get on a Slack call? Can we get on a hangout?" Um, I think there's also some good, really good, like basic prompts that you can use. Um, a lot of folks, when they just start off a one-on-one, they'll be like, how are you? And, you know, not just like, how you doing? But like, how are you? Like, let's get in there and let's talk about that. Um, it's a little hard right now to really genuinely expect people to say good or fine, which is normally our, our response, like right now because of COVID and because of all the racial injustice going on in the world. So how are you seems a little trite, but, you know, what's on your mind is a really good one um, how are you feeling today? Um, that doesn't say like, how are you feeling yesterday? Or like, just what's your mood like today? Um, so there's a, there's a bunch of things that you can use that are human to really open a conversation and then get into the, you know, Hey, I want to talk about the elephant in the room, the thing that we've been going back and forth, but I just want to know before we get started, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And that's when we start to realize that, you know, a lot of the stuff that comes out as tension as work is sort of interrelated into other things, you know, people are having a hard time with their bosses or there's a tough business decision that's being made or they've got a lot of stress at home. And so like if we can actually, you know, when we have to have tough conversations, start to humanize them by building those relationships, by using basic prompts and basic conversation to be able to get there. I think that's where we get into really good um, relationships at work.
1: A few people I've talked with before have felt like those, those initial prompts are just so, superficial and so such a waste of time like yeah I don't actually care how you're doing why would I ask that or you know similar things and that's fine honestly it's okay to feel that way but something happens when you do interject a little bit of that humanity into your conversation it sets the stage and you know they've they've done research on these kind of things before something as simple as uh, walking down a hallway and waving at someone and smiling at them does some really interesting things in the brain more, most importantly is it says to the other person, you are seen, you are here. It doesn't have to be a real conversation starter necessarily, but the fact that you're saying, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm having a conversation with you. How are you? The question itself doesn't even matter that much necessarily. I mean, it does if depending on how you use it, but just kicking things off that way saying, look, we are here together and I'm here to have a conversation with you. Let's do this. That's such a huge positive way to set off, uh, what could potentially be a, a, productive, maybe difficult conversation. Yeah.
0: And there's something like, there's something behind those prompts that needs to feel really genuine and not feel it needs to be genuine. It needs to be human. And so I think you have to figure out what works for you generally, you know, humans like to talk about themselves. Um, and if you give them the opportunity, you can really uncover a lot by, you know, asking good, interesting questions and probing questions. Like that's what researchers do. Um, and I'm not saying go and research all your team, but like use some of those skills that we have to start to enter into some conversations that provoke good relationships.
1: Yeah. I love that. What's exciting you right now? What was the best part about your week? What's really frustrating you right now? What what keeps you up at night?
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's actually, you know, now I, I don't talk to many people who are doing really well. Like it, we're at a hard point, um, being isolated for a really long time and having a lot on people's minds. Um, and so, you know, Hey, like, sometimes I have to just say like, how are you doing? Okay. And then like, do you want to talk about it? Uh, do you want to talk about it or do you want to be distracted from it? Um, and so like I give, I give people choice for what their capacity is. And so that, that takes a, that's been a keen shift for me to actually understand what people have to give and what they have capacity to talk about. Um, but that, that takes sort of intent intently listening and understanding, um, who people are, what's in their lives, what's on their minds.
1: Working with people means talking to them. One-on-ones can often be a great way to do that. Yeah, Setting a regular cadence and expectation around those, going in with intentionality, and just utilizing the time to better yourself, to better the relationship, to make sure that you're aligned and doing the kind of work that you need to be doing as a team. That is what I think one-on-ones are all about.
0: Yeah, and I the only thing I'd add to that is figuring out who are the most important people for you to invest in, not just on your personal preference of who you want to be friends with, but who are the, who are the most crucial partners, um, that you need to get your job done and that you need to learn and grow, um, and taking all of those things and moving forward with them. And also like sometimes deciding like who you, who you don't have to give to, or who you don't have to, um, take from too, um, and making sure you're prioritizing the right people. (music)